0: For tuning in today, I'm Susie Larson, and this is Live the Promise. And we are here to help you engage in a strong and active walk of faith. Really glad you tuned in. Hope you're having a really great day. Well, they say that approximately 50% of men. And 20% of women struggle with a pornography addiction. I want you to hear that again. Approximately 50% of men, 20% of women struggle with pornography addiction. And that stat, believe it or not, is apparently consistent among evangelical pastors. Well, my guest today is Paul Zunker from Pure Desire Ministries. He joins me to share God's just desire to promote hope and freedom from sexual addiction uh, through the development of healing ministries. And even he makes a connection between pornography addiction and human trafficking. You'll be very interested to hear what he has to say. To say, and he's speaking from experience. He's got an amazing story. Now, obviously, today's conversation is not suitable for younger ears. So if you've got little ones listening, maybe get them busy uh, with another activity in a different room. Uh, before we hear from Paul, a couple quick announcements. Our ministry spotlight partner this month is called The Shoe That Grows not sure if you knew this, but over 300 million children do not have shoes and even countless more wear shoes that don't fit them. Well, this month's ministry partner, they've created a shoe that actually grows five sizes over time. So this child can wear the same pair of shoes for a number of years. And if you want to learn more about this amazing ministry, check them out on our website, MyFaithRadio.com. Again, it's called The Shoe That Grows. Also, if you consider yourself a prayer warrior, we would love for you to join our Faith Radio prayer team. All you have to do is sign up. radio Radio.com slash prayer, and you will get emails, weekly emails that talk about just prayer focuses, like praying for prodigals, praying for marriages, praying for our city leaders, that kind of thing. We would love to have you join us, because we do believe that prayer changes things. Well, let me tell you about my guest. We'll get him on the show. Paul Zunker is Director of Purity Ministries at Grace Church in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. He's also the Central States Regional Group Leader for Pure Desires Ministries. He travels the U.S. speaking at churches, men's groups, and conferences, and he's got quite a story. Paul, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Hey, Susie. Thank you for having me. It's Good great to, to ha- be with you.
0: Great to have you. I appreciate so much. And I told him before the show that I'm an over-preparer, but he's got me a, He's got me beat on this one because he <laughs> armed me with a great preparation today for this topic. And I mean, I can tell you know your stuff. And before we get into the content, Paul, we love to just start by talking scripture. And it doesn't have to connect with the content if you don't want it to, but it, we just love the word of God. So if you have a life verse or just one you've been thinking about these days. I
1: think the word of God is applicable to everything uh, it, it totally, in our yes, Exactly So right. mine is... is since I was a child was first corinthians fifteen fifty eight so it's stand firm, let nothing move you, always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, for you know your labor in him is never done in vain Fantastic. there's just some really cool promises in there, right? We yeah. need to, to stick, stay faithful in our work yeah. to him and whatever we do uh, because it's not done in vain
0: mm, and he boy. will use
1: us and be able to work through us in those areas.
0: This is why we do this because I think that was a word for somebody listening. They needed to remember to stand firm right. and to know their labor. It's not in vain. Perfect. Thank mm-hmm. you. Well, if you would, give us some of your backstory and how you come to the table on this topic.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a tough topic. It's a, a tough topic to talk about, but I, you know, I love the fact that God uses us the most where our greatest woundedness is. So mm-hmm. whatever whatever our story is, it's where God wants to use us. And I was a music guy for a long time and went to college and studied music was going to be a worship leader and was a worship leader for many years. And, um, unfortunately the use of pornography started when I was just a kid, when AOL first started and came out. Um, I remember, you know, waiting for the the little lines to come across and the old dial up modems with AOL. And, uh, those were the first images uh, Mm. of that, that I saw. And those are the ones that are still seared into the back of my head. Um, and that's where it started for me, um, and it it ebbed and flowed over the years um sometimes it was a little bit more of a problem than than others and it was gone for some time and um, grew up, got a little bit older, and, uh, thought that I would get married and that would take care of the whole problem. And I'd be able to, uh, experience sexuality and, in, in the confines of a marriage biblically. Um, and that just doesn't ever work that way. Uh, if you have those roots of, of pain and things in your past that you need to cover up, you're still gonna wanna cover that up. So that went okay for the first year or so of my marriage. And then, um, as marriages go, uh, walls get built up. You have struggles, you have issues. And I retreated back into that use of, of pornography then as well. Um, and if you again, if you don't deal with that problem, it continues to get worse and worse and worse. And one of the reasons I do what I do is to help guys get off that path before they go down too far. Because the more you, you use pornography or the more you use a drug or the more you use alcohol, the more accustomed your body gets to it and the more you have to put into it in order to achieve your high or to achieve, you know, medicating over the pain that's there. Uh, and the same thing is for p- pornography. And it, it eventually spills over into real life. And for me, uh, just briefly with my story, that happened about six and a half years ago. It came out that I had touched my stepdaughter um, when she was about 15 is that when that came out. Uh, and that began the process of of my recovery personally. But uh, it imploded the family and everything blew up there. And mm. um, I was the Chairman of the Republican Party in Carver County back then, so my story blew up. It was on the news and um, oh, wow separated my wife and I separated right away, which which we should have done. She did the right thing there um, and then it, it went down the legal road for me, so I got convicted of that in two thousand and twelve and spent four months uh, in jail in Carver County as well and It was really in jail when I was there. that guy got a hold of me um, i'd been a believer my whole life, but wasn 't living it at all, and it was alone in my little cell one night. Um, I hadn't seen my wife in approaching a year, hadn't seen my kids. It was just me. It was all alone. Um, and that's when God finally revealed to me that I'm really all that you need. You don't need any of that stuff, even though it's your family. I'm it. And that was the, the beginning of the process for me where God really started transforming my life.
0: Oh, Paul, I'm just trying to imagine for you, especially when you're a public person and that blowing up in those moments, what, was, what were you thinking? What were you feeling? And how did God seem distant at that point? He,
1: you know, he, no, wow. he didn't really. Um, I knew that I had one direction or the other to go. Mm. I knew that I had to get things right with him first, or I knew that I could look at him and go, why are you doing all this and go the other direction? Um, and, and thankfully, he pulled me close to him at that point, And I dove into his word and, and just began searching him out like I should have all along um, and saw him do amazing things in my life. Um, It was, again, very difficult because I had no communication with my family, with those closest to me. So that was the tough part to watch, um, and to be able to see God working in their lives as well through difficult circumstances. But that, that's the tough part of my story. That's hard because it's, it's the actions that I did that caused my wife pain, that caused my, my, stepdaughter pain I have we have two biological kids on our own as well cause them pain as well so it's it's very tough when you see the mm. consequences that your sin brings to other mm. people so that was tough wrestling yeah, so through all of that and yeah. um, um, but seeing what he did through all that now on the, on the other side and being able to look back I I would never do what I did again ever uh, but I wouldn't trade that period in the valley for anything at all. Cause I wouldn't be where I'm at now with him if I wasn't there. Wow.
0: Well, you know, this is why, you know, scripture talks about remembering those in prison because, you know, people are hitting their rock bottom in prison. I would imagine right. that's where they're teachable. That's where they're reachable. Um, tell us how God redeemed and restored your family. What were the first glimpses that you guys are going to be okay?
1: Yeah. It, it, it's been an up and down uh, journey with my wife. Um, things still aren't very well there at all. Uh, but I think God is working in her, in her heart as well too. But, um, with with my kids, um, once I, I had to go through a court-ordered treatment program as well, um, and once I got to a certain part in that, I was able to start seeing them a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, and my, my son was about 12. My daughter was 14 or so in there. and um, just started reconnecting slowly with them and uh, just rebuilding that relationship and letting them relearn who dad is. Uh, and now that I talked to my, my daughter, who's now 18, she said it was hard to not see that you were a different person. So I don't think it's anything I did. Mm. I think it's just the fact that they were observing who dad is and mm. saw some changes there. But it took quite a while, you know, mm. and, and once they got a little bit older and were able to understand the truth of what really happened, we hit some rocky patches there <laughs> as mm. well. Yeah. Um, but it's an opportunity for them to see God working in me. And yeah. and that's hopefully a light for them
0: yeah. as well. Well, you, as I said, you gave me all kinds of amazing prep. And one of them was, uh, in fact, Dr. Timothy Jennings is somebody we've had on the show before. And he talks about when you re- the recurring thoughts, the recurring, you know, the thoughts you have on repeat and what you expose yourself to creates trails in your brain. And there's right. this picture um, because it says porn is addictive, which we know that, right? Here's a picture of a healthy brain. It says, here's your brain. And then it says, here's your brain on heroin. And it's got all these pock marks in it. Well, then the next one is, here's your brain on porn. And it's even in worse shape than the heroin brain. Right. I mean, tell me about that.
1: Right. It's, it's, you know, there's chemicals in the brain that get released when you're watching pornography. And it's just like a drug. You know, the more you look at it, the more you watch it, the more chemicals get released. You get dopamine hits in your brain. And eventually your brain needs more of that, uh, in order to achieve the high that you need in order to, and again, this is, this, we're covering over pain or traumas from the past. And there was abuse in my past. I was sexually abused as a child as well, uh, from a neighbor as well. So there was, there were some things in my past that I was using to medicate all of that over and take that pain away. And unless we get rid of that and bring that to the foot of the cross uh, and give that up and heal from that, we're still going to be medicating it over. So the the more that we look at that, the more chemicals get released in our brain and the more that we need to look at it, and the deeper we need to go and the deeper we need to go, uh, which is usually what happens when guys are just looking at regular pornography at first, and then after a while they migrate into looking at more illegal types of pornography or it'll spill over into a real-life affair in their marriage or they'll go seek um, um, paid um, for sexual things like that as well. So it, it gradually increases more and more and more because you're not getting enough of that fix uh, just by the regular pornography then.
0: So contrary to what some believe, some think it's just a static hobby, but there's nothing static about it. It's highly right. addictive. It affects your physiology. Then it affects your relationships, affects your perspective. Um, and and this is what we see over and over again, that it, it just bleeds over and destroys everything around you. Right. And yet you look at our culture it seems, I mean, I, I know women are more and more in higher percentages getting involved in this as well. But honestly, I just feel for men who are visually wired in this culture, because every which way you turn, it's like this culture a- appeals to that.
1: Right. And your brain, when, as your brain changes, uh, that just tells us that we need work to change it back. Right? Yeah. You know, just like a cocaine brain or a heroin brain, you need to go through detox. The same type of thing needs to happen uh with a pornography addiction. It takes time, you know, a recovery process is anywhere from a three to five year process. So Dr. Ted Roberts was a founder of Pure Desire and he went through his own sexual addiction and found freedom from that. And in his decades of working with men and doing his own studies, uh it, it's a three to five year process for your brain to get back those mm. pictures you were talking about of looking at the porn brain. But you uh, can versus, heal from it. But you can't. It's a well, neuroplasticity of your brain where yeah. it's able to change back. So there's hope, you know, and and we can find that hope and healing in Christ. But there's also work that we have to do as well. And in my own recovery, that was an encouragement for me to to stay clean and to stay sober from that stuff. Because I knew as soon as I looked at anything again or did something I shouldn't be, I'm taking steps back. Mm. That I'm losing ground that I worked really hard to get to.
0: Boy, that's so good. We're going to pause here. We've got several books that Paul brought in. And... uh, the Fight of Your Life by Clinton and, Clinton and Laser. Shattered Vows. This is from a wife who uh, was deeply affected by her husband's choices. Setting Us Free. Pure Desire. Stories for Men. Stories for Women. And then there's five copies uh, by Dave Howe. He's got a new book coming out end of November, but the publisher has offered five copies. It's titled Live Pure and Free: The 90 Day Game Changer. So if you want a chance at any of these books, email me. We've got a new email address just to make my life a little bit more manageable. So instead of emailing me, you're going to email Live the promise at myfaithradio.com. Live the promise at myfaithradio.com. Put pure desire in the subject line. So we've got a good 10 books to get into somebody's hands and maybe we can get one into yours as well. Don't go away. More with Paul Zunker in a minute. to let that song play out especially in light of today's topic it's a tough one we're talking about pornography addiction in men and women and uh, again this uh conversation is not for younger years so if you've got little ones listening maybe get them busy doing something else but it's such an important conversation uh pornography uh Viewing is addictive. It changes your brain chemistry, changes your relationships. And as Paul Zunker, who's director of purity ministries at Grace Church Eden Prairie says today, at have studio is this is often people are doing this to cover up and medicate and, um, pain, deep trauma, pain from their past. And if you just tuned in, you got to go back and catch the beginning of the show where Paul shares his own story. And uh, so as God has just delivered you, you've turned around. I love this. This is always what I love is when we take the worst parts of our story and we turn around and make the devil sorry he messed with That's us. Right. And you're helping so many men get freedom in this. And I, as I said, you gave so much great material here. Let's ta- start with this porn. And you said, you know, even people defining what that is anymore, especially right. in light of, you know, your Monday, Tuesday night TV, it's like we don't blush anymore. So just right. des- describe. Actual it's a way. tough
1: thing to describe, isn't yeah. it? It's, yeah. it's, you know, it, it depends on who's talking about it and what your views are and things. But I want to refer into the Barna, uh group. They did a study with Josh McDowell in 2016 called The Porn Phenomenon, and they had some really great things that they did in there. And they they they. Um, uh, talked about pornography saying it's notoriously difficult to define. So it's more of a question of function than form for people. But, uh, they define porn mostly based on the function it serves and for the purposes of sexual arousal. So, um, various segments of society will describe it in different ways. Um, and they use porn for different reasons. But, you know, arousal would obviously be the main reason. But then boredom, curiosity, and fun. But anything that's, that's showing a person, um, Partially dressed, fully undressed, and then involved in some sort of sexual act would be considered, you know, fall into the category of pornography. Mm-hmm. And it's tough because what you just said—we can see that on TV on on the regular networks at night, not just on cable yeah. anymore, not just on per view So it's really right. Yeah. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you uh, also read in this in this material that teens and young adults feel more convicted about recycling than <laughs> they do about viewing porn.
1: Yeah. How
0: in the world did we get to this point?
1: It's uh, it's. If we're going to believe that we're living in the end times, Amen. which I believe we are, yeah, it's, you. Uh, you know, yeah. the, the, the searing of the conscience. You know, it's it's um, Ephesians 4, 18 and 19, uh, becoming callous, you know, having given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity. I think that's where we're living mm-hmm. is our, our our hearts and our consciences are becoming seared over mm-hmm. uh, and it's just becoming normal or mm-hmm. something that God meant to be pure in the confines of a marriage between a man and a woman is now whatever you want it to be mm-hmm. and we're going downhill
0: and the stat about pastors about that something like 50 percent of pastors at least in one study had admitted to using porn viewing porn just in the last year right. i mean it's it is prevalent
1: and eight percent of those pastors in this study by by the barna group eight percent of those eight to ten consider themselves addicted to it as well
0: wow Wow. So tell me what you're seeing in the ministry, Pure Desires, as you're ministering to to guys who are seeking out freedom. I mean, give us some encouragement, especially for those listening today. We have as many men listening as women of the promise, and and some listening today are battling privately, um, and I just think maybe they need some hope and encouragement. Yeah,
1: and the thing that I, I'm loving seeing is I get to wear two different hats, right? I get to direct the, the ministry at Grace, uh, but then I also work for Pure Desire, so I get to come alongside of other churches, uh, help them develop purity programs, and then make sure that they're running cr- uh, pr- uh, correctly and come alongside of them and, and think. So I, I get to see many different aspects of how a church does it. Grace is phenomenal because we have, from Pastor Troy Dobbs all the way down, we have buy-in to this, that this is a problem and we need to address it rapidly because there's guys that are crashing and burning from it. So one of the biggest changes that I see happen in churches is when a pastor uh, will address it from the pulpit, we see the sin that's typically kept in the dark that where Satan thrives in sin that lives in darkness and it's brought into the light and they hear it talked about from the front. So a guy sitting there who's wrestling with it will say, hmm, maybe I can talk about this now and go get some help. Mm. Uh, And then there's groups for them to plug into right away to start getting some help. So we're seeing guys uh typically you know, Grace is a larger church, so you would see a lot of guys come from outside from other churches because they didn't want to go to a group there and be labeled as, as being in that group so they'd come to Grace. And we're kind of seeing that flip. You know, we have groups on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday now, and there's a lot wow. of guys from Grace that are filling these up and and it's really exciting to see God working and transforming their their hearts mm. uh by the renewing of their minds, mm-hmm. right? And and mm-hmm. we're not just focusing on stop watching pornography, stop doing this, stop doing that. Uh, We work on how you do that and develop healthy living plans, but we also bring them to the foot of the cross and help them figure out who I am in Christ. Because if we don't do that, we can have some sobriety from an addiction, regardless of what it is, we can have sobriety from it. But we'll end up right back where we were if we're not completely surrendered to the Lord.
0: Yeah, man. And this is the thing is in the society that people are thumbing their noses at God as if I'm getting away with whatever I want. And yet he's this loving father saying sin is sin because sin is bad for you, not because I'm a cosmic killjoy. You know, you're not made for this. I mean, no woman, no child, you know, boy or girl are made for online porn, you know, for these porn, for prostitution, for human trafficking. In fact, you draw a line between uh, pornography and trafficking. Say a word about that.
1: Yeah, I, you know, and I looked at trying to figure out how are they related. How does pornography fuel sex trafficking? How are they related somehow? And I've kind of come to the conclusion, you know, especially after reading through uh, the Barna study by Josh McDowell, and it, it pornography is the documentation of sex trafficking. Uh, you know sex trafficking is defined really as any time uh, any kind of sexual act is done where the, the woman or the person in it is coerced uh, or manipulated into doing it there 's an exchange of money somehow uh, and Pornography really is a documentation of that, so I see those two things going together hand in hand, and pornography is part of the sex trafficking industry they 're not separate. It's it's part of.
0: Mm. And you think of those and I, what I this was years ago when, and uh, when we uh, went traveled to Capitol Hill with uh, to Troy and Sarah Groves for, with IJM. Back then, I don't know if this is still the case, but those who frequent brothels in third world countries are made up predominantly of American businessmen. That's what they said back then. And, and, you know, that just tells me, because we are the number one exporters of pornography, right, around the world, Uh, you know, it starts somewhere. And as you said, this taste and this um, appetite grows. It doesn't stay static. So you think about people who start innocently, and then they get hooked, and they know they're hooked, but they're digging in deeper, and then eventually they have to act it out because to just to get the same level of high, right? That's
1: right. That's right. Hmm. And that's where, that, that, that's the problem. Is that's why we need, want to get guys off of this road is because eventually, like I said before, it will spill over in, mm. into your real life. Mm. And, you know, you say the, the, the legal brothels in other countries, you know, you look right here in the United States, there's legal brothels out in Las Vegas. So that, that it's not just in other countries. There's the legality of this stuff right here. Uh, and the fact that pornography is legal here, uh, but human trafficking, sex trafficking is not. We should all have a real problem with that. Uh, because the one fuels the other and they're connected like yeah, that. So yeah. why is one and, and the other's not?
0: Mm-hmm. And you and I were talking about this before the break, that what young girl uh, dreams of being a prostitute someday? So even those who are rescued and run back to their captivity, it's just because they don't. They, you know, they either feel like they're damaged goods, they, you know, you've heard it said that a known captivity is preferable to an unknown freedom. They just don't, they don't know what they don't know or they're, right. they're so captive. Still, we want to advocate for them. We want to see them free. We want to advocate for those who are addicted as well. We've got about a minute and a half before a hard break, but I, as far as I understand, women, um, viewing porn is fairly new in the last decade, right? Mm-hmm. Like suddenly that, that, uh, I don't you know, know
1: how new it is that they're doing it. I think it's newer that they're talking about sure, it. Sure, okay. are yeah. talking well, what about What is it, so. that,
0: though? Because women typically aren't, you know, visually oriented so much.
1: Right. And, and I think it's starting with the younger generation now that pornography and, and things like that are so... Uh, Easily available on our smartphones and our tablets, it's always with us. Uh, so it's and becoming more and more We're normalizing
0: bisexuality and, yeah. and gender issues. We're normalizing all of that, so the stigma is removed, right? So right. all anything goes, basically.
1: That is right, and that's you know that one of the reasons why we're developing a program for women at, at women at Grace as well, where it's part of a pure desire curriculum, and it's called the Eight Pillars of Freedom. The guys is the Seven Pillars, and the, the women is Eight Pillars um, for their own sexual addiction or a love addiction, where they have to have another man in their life. Hmm. Uh, to to, to feel validated, to feel like they are somebody, and that, that turns into sexuality then as well. So we can't forget about the women uh, that are addicted to this kind of stuff too as well. Uh, but then we also have groups for women uh, who are wives whose husbands have betrayed them, because what, what do you do right. when this comes out? And they feel like they're completely alone, so we give them a place to come that's healthy, uh, to be able to share their story with other women who have gone through it, and it's led by wives whose husbands have done the same thing to them, but they've come out the other side victorious. So it's, we're, we're seeing awesome things happening with women uh, to, really all over the country.
0: It's amazing. Okay, yeah. so when we come back, I'd love to walk through the seven pillars of freedom, but also have you talk more on behalf of the wives what it's been like for them, what's been helpful for them to heal for those who've been able to hang in there in a marriage that probably feels like it was just blown up. Mm -hmm. Talking to Paul Zunker of Pure Desire uh, Purity Ministries. Uh, He's a director of Purity Ministries at Grace Church, but he also works on staff at Pure Desire. That's it. I got it right now. And hey, we got a stack of books. So email me, live the promise at myfaithradio.com. Put Pure Desire in the subject line. 10 of you will get a book of some kind along these lines and we'll be back in a minute. So much for tuning in. I'm Susie Larson, this is Live the Promise. We're talking about um, a topic that's not suitable for young ears today, talking about pornography addiction, um, really, truly its connection to human trafficking. We just touched on that a little bit before the break, but really the invitation to be well, to be whole, that God has so much more for you. So if you've been impacted by porn, either you love someone who's been addicted or you've battled and are battling. I want you to know my guest today brought in just a stack of amazing books. We'll give these away by drawing through email. So. I I just want to list them for you because maybe one resonates with you. The Fight of Your Life, Manning Up to the Challenge of Sexual Integrity. This one's by Debbie Laser. It says, Hope and Healing for Women Who've Been Sexually Betrayed, Setting Us Free, An Unexpected Journey of Grace, um, Pure Desire, uh, How One Man's Triumph Can Help Others Break Free from Sexual Temptation. Stephen Arterburn says, This Book Could Change Your Life. Uh, Pure Desire Stories for Men, Expressions of Courage, and Pure Desire Stories for Women, Portraits of Hope, And then finally, Dave Howe has got a book coming out end of November called Live Pure and Free, The 90 Day game changer. Those books, if you get one of those, they'll not come to you till the end of November, beginning of December. But, uh, the other ones will get out here pretty soon. So this is how you do it. We're going to try something different with email just to make my life more manageable. Instead of emailing me directly, email, live the promise at myfaithradio.com. That'll go directly to Aaron because he handles the drawings anyway. If you've got a question or comment about today's topic, though, email me directly, susie at myfaithradio.com. Um, again, we won't use your name and, I uh, just would love to hear your insights, but Paul talked us about how groups work and why they're so effective
1: yeah there's great resources and i think that's one of the things that that keeps guys in bondage, and women too, for that matter, is they don't think there's anything out there that they can do except just work harder, uh, read their Bible more, pray more, which is mm-hmm. kind of how the church has addressed it. But, you know, the books that you just, just listed there, I mean, there's so many good books. I'm really excited about, you know, Dave Howe is a friend of mine, and his, his devotional book, it's, each one is short, it's not very intensive, uh, but it, hit, it hits a punch with his own story as well. Um, and he's, he's a local guy here, so it's, you know, it, finding things like that that you can do to start the journey, right, to to hear parts of a story like that, uh, but then to find godly truths and principles and a short little devotion. I, I'm really excited for that book to come mm. out. Tristan Publishing is doing it here locally, and mm. yeah, I, I'm excited about it. But looking at groups, you know, we incorporate books like that into our groups as well, but Um, using the pure desire curriculum. I know you touched on the eight pillars uh, and then the the guys of the seven pillars, but they're intensive. You know, the guys is about 40 weeks to get through, give or take. Um, And it's, you know, they need to be there. Attendance is a big deal and doing their homework. They have homework to do throughout the week. Uh, But we evaluate, first of all, what does the neurochemistry of an addiction look like? Uh, A little bit about what we talked about earlier, the the, the science of the chemicals and all that fun stuff in the brain that's happening, help them understand that part of it. And then we start digging into tough stuff, you know, in the past where, where there are wounds? Uh, where have we been hurt that we're looking to medicate over? And that's really a difficult thing for a lot of the guys to do because those are things that uh, our brain is just compartmentalized in the yeah, back and that Satan has just hit away, yeah. but that he's using to hold us down. Before so we, you
0: continue, yeah. Paul, I'm just going to ask, would you um, would you say that the, the traumas that men are coming up with, are they most often either sexual physical abuse or are there other things that you see as well?
1: There was a lot of that. Uh, a lot of it comes down to the father wound. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's problems that That happened with dad, whether it was an abuse or whether he just wasn't there uh, or how he reacted and responded to the kids. But a large percentage of the time, we see issues with dad. Mm. Uh, And that's, you know, a pain for me because that's, you know, I'm dad and and that stuff happened in my family. But we see a lot of that uh, where there's father wounds. And we talk about that specifically in one of the pillars uh, in the Pure Desire curriculum is dealing with dad and dealing with things from the past in our family of origin. Uh, And then we continue to move through that and figure out. How do we establish healthy living? Who we are in Christ is a big part of what we do in those with the women's side as well. And then uh, you know establishing a, a game plan for um, a relapse recovery um, program, a, a sheet that we actually keep that we look at. Uh, What are some of the triggers in our life that we've identified? What are issues like driving in traffic? Like lots of people probably are right now. Does that, is that one of your triggers that gets you upset? Is it, you know, any number of things and emotions? Uh, And we learn to identify that early on so we can get off that road and use our accountability with the guys that we've gotten to know in group. Uh, and avoid going down the road of relapsing again. So it's, it's a long process, uh, but then once you're putting that into place, it takes time to actually do it, right? Mm-hmm. It's one thing to know it. It's another thing to put it into place for an extended period of time so your brain can heal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of a, you know, a quick synopsis of the seven pillars and the eight pillars for the women as well.
0: You know, I would imagine it's so effective, number one, to say, You know, this is your brain on point. I mean, really to say this affects your brain and your brain can heal. And as you said earlier in your own story, that when you realize that and you're on your way to healing, that that in itself was a motivator to not go back, to undo everything that you've done. Because it takes a while for that for that brain to heal and then to know who you are in Christ Jesus, to say whatever. Wherever you've been, whatever you've done, you, if you're in Christ, you're a new your creation. Amen. And then to in that secure place to go, now let's, you're safe. So let's look at some of this stuff, you right. know? I can imagine just because I've, I've just heard so many stories from, from men who've compartmentalized, as you said, when they start, they're so terrified of stuff coming up thinking it will swallow them whole. Right. But I think if you're in a group setting like that and go, I'm not alone, I'm not the only one with trauma. It, it, I would think it makes it uh, more attainable or accessible. I mean, and what do you do if, if someone just falls apart in group? I mean, how do you guys manage that? Yeah,
1: it's, it's just so critical. You can't go through a recovery process like that on your own. No. You know, we call it yeah. white knuckling. You can't white knuckle it yeah. on your own. You have to have support and accountability. Uh, you have to have guys you're going through and doing your lessons with because this guy over here will see something different as this guy over here. And, and you all get to help each other learn. Um, and, and you get to understand who the guys are in your group. And a lot of times a guy will be able to figure out, hey, you don't seem quite right the last week or so. What's going on? And they can actually see some things changing in your life that, is, you know, you heading down the, the wrong road before you even can. So mm-hmm. having that accountability for, for guys and women who are going through the battle of breaking free, you, you, you've got to have it. You mm-hmm. can't do it without it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, I mean, guys implode and group all the time. I mean, you're dealing with the most difficult stuff you've ever had to deal with in your life. So I think you have to go through that process. You have to experience the pain in order to have God heal you from it
0: Yeah, and Boy. set you free from it. Boy, that's such, such a good word. Wow. When you're looking at some of the guys that you've seen, I would imagine even the countenance of them when they first come in two weeks later for those who really do the work, you know, and really you get out what you put in, right? So right. those who are digging in, doing the homework going i'm in it t- to win it so to speak i want my family back i want my job back yep. or whatever i mean do you see a, even a shift in their countenance over time as they start to get free from the inside out for sure i'd imagine yeah,
1: you absolutely do no and, shame
0: darkens their faces you know
1: it's a it's a tough thing at first to get them to focus though because the the guys that come in who are married and the, and the marriage is falling apart right before and they want to focus on that i want to fix my marriage my marriage my marriage my marriage my marriage which is fine um but they have to focus on them yep. first because if you're getting yourself healed for anybody else other than you, it, it again, it's not going to work. Exactly. So, and that's really tough because w- when that's happening, you know, my first year and a half, you know, it was really difficult for me doing some of these lessons where all I wanted to do was be out trying to heal my family and my marriage.
0: But I can't. Yeah, you know,
1: We had to, uh, had that, to that completely trust a, the Lord with that. That a
0: fierce focus, I would imagine. I remember mm-hmm. talking to a counselor on the show who said, when you have alcoholism, even, um, in a marriage issue, they'll say, we're not going to even talk to you about your marriage issues until you deal with right. the alcoholism. For I mean, sure. it's just because that's just wisdom, because that's the big, giant elephant. Get him out of your house first, and then we can have a conversation. Yeah. So.
1: And to get the guys to focus on, on the stuff in their brain. Uh, and the work they have to do to get that fixed is is, is a huge deal. And yeah. when we start to go through the neurochemistry of, of what's happening, and they get the picture of oh, this is really what's going on in my brain, you see them start to focus a little bit more. And if if I had a message that I could give to the wives today, it would just be hold on, you know, there, there's hope for your husband. You know, there's a reason why he hasn't just been able to stop uh, when he's wanted to stop, or you've even told him you stop it, or I'm out of here. You know, there's a reason why he may really want to, but his brain's not there yet. And he just hasn't understood that yet. So it's, it, it takes a long time for him to get to that spot, but there's hope uh, for him.
0: Yeah. Tell me, talk about the woman and what that, I mean, I've, I've again, talked with women before who've felt betrayed, who felt like they're in, insecure because a body image is a big thing for women woman anyway. Um, what are some other um, issues that arise for wives
1: Yeah, uh, security is is a huge one. You know, being able to trust again is a huge one. And, you know, from my perspective as a guy, one of the, one of the, uh, the reasons I told myself it was okay to look at pornography is that, well, it's just on computer screen. It's not hurting anyone. I'm not going out and having an affair. I'm not doing any of that. So I'd rather do it here than do it in real life. It's really not hurting anybody, which is completely false, you know, because for starters, there's women on the other side of that computer screen that are being damaged every time mm. that's being filmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's the wife who, you know, the wives that I've talked to and, and worked with, um, they, don't feel much different than if their husband went out and actually had an affair. Right. Uh, because it's, you know, if the Lord says, you know, if we look at another woman lustfully, we've already committed adultery with her in our heart. Um, so I think from a wise perspective, and again, if you haven't figured that out, I'm a guy. <laughs> so I, I don't, <laughs> trying to understand the mind of a woman can be a little difficult for me sometimes. But I, I think that that's kind of where they draw that line is, you know, why wasn't I fulfilling you? What part of me is wrong that you had to go look for this on the computer that you couldn't find me? Uh, and that's the pain that I can I can just feel from them whenever we're talking about it. And mm. I, I think that's probably their biggest struggle is the betrayal that they feel. Even though their husband was looking on a computer screen, it's the same.
0: Right. It's the same for them. Oh, it's so painful. Talked to one woman years ago who's just like model beautiful, but her husband had a severe porn addiction. And he continually pointed out her flaws, mm. um, you know, and it was like... I, first of all, I couldn't see any because she was as beautiful as you can imagine. But talk about even the brain warping that must happen for a man to lose perspective on the beauty that's really right in front of him.
1: Right. And I think a lot of it is guilt as well because, hmm. you know, there were times where, you know, in the height of my addiction, it would be hours a day that I would look at this and then go crawl up in the bed next to my wife and, and go to sleep. And, and, um, uh, there, there's a lot of guilt there, right? So the more that a guy will look at pornography, I think the, the deeper and the thicker that wall gets uh, between he and his wife because there is a lot of guilt there on his mm-hmm. side as well. And it really is desensitizing or searing him over um, to how precious and how valuable she is and that he can be finding everything that he needs to find right there. Uh, but I think that's a trick of the enemy is, is the more that you look at this stuff, the stuff, the harder it becomes. To, to, to admit it, but then to be able to look at your wife in that same way when you know you've just been doing this stuff over here. Mm.
0: So somehow deep inside, you know it's not right for you. So even though there is a normalizing of it in our society and the conscience is seared, I mean, scripture talks about he's given them over. Uh, they're darkened in their understanding due to the hardness of their heart. Right. Even so, just because they don't think it's bad for them, it's still bad for them. It's still damaging their physiology, their for brain, sure. their relationship. So it's a slow death. It's wow. one
1: of those things where whether you think it's bad for you or not, it is, Yeah, <laughs> regardless of what you say.
0: Exactly. So. so it's like if you think arsenic's not bad and you take it anyway, you're still going to be poisoned. I mean, yeah. truly. Wow. But, but on the flip side, I'm thinking for women who say, just stop, just stop, explain why maybe just... As much as a guy may want to, why this needs to be a process, and as much as a guy would may want to instantly stop it just may be easier said than done
1: right and th- and that goes back to where our brains have gone, uh, where the body is craving that you know that it 's craving those chemicals that get released, and we know that that 's where it comes from uh, so a lot of times it become. well I can talk about from my own personal experience it there there were plenty of times where i wasn 't all excited in that way when I went to look at my at the pornography that I looked at it was that I needed something. Uh, and my body knew that that's where it came from, so it, it would immediately draw me right to it. So it's a, it's a physiological thing that's happening in them. Uh, and, and, and don't get me wrong, you know, a lot of it is just really warped sexuality, and that's, that's where they feel that they're getting fulfilled from, even though that's not true. But there is that physiological, you know, neurochemical pull where your body knows this is where it's coming from. Same thing as... as Of heroin or methamphetamines, or you know, you know that's where you get your high from, and that's where the chemicals come from. And it's amazing when you talked about the brain scans earlier. When you look at some of those brain scans, it is—it's really staggering how close they are. You know, you can't tell just by looking at it the difference between a heroin addict's brain and a pornography addict's brain because the chemicals that our brain releases, that our body releases physically affects the brain and changes the composition of it and even how it looks in a scan. Hmm. So, and that's, that's why, you know, your body needs to, to get that hit and that knows that's where it gets it from.
0: And so as you uh, addressed mind, body, and spirit, as you start to deal with uh, the ache in the soul and you start to let someone know their worth in Christ, and then you get a group around them and you take one step at a time, that's right. people are getting free. Yep. Really they amazing. Are. Wow. If you've got questions for Paul, we've got one segment left with him. Email me, Susie, at myfaithradio.com. If you want in on the drawing for one of these 10 books, email Live the Promise at myfaithradio.com. I'm telling you, every time I open my computer, it's a ticker tape parade. So we're just trying to make my life a little more manageable because I want to be able to answer emails. And it's a physical impossibility right now. We're hoping this sort of make, you know, separating the drawing out makes it a little doable. Anyway, we'll be back in a minute. We're having a really great day. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Susie Larson. This is Live the Promise. I'm talking to Paul Zunker today. He's the director of Purity Ministries at Grace Church Eden Prairie in Minnesota, but also on staff. He's a central state regional group leader for Pure Desire Ministries. And we've been talking about the issue of pornography addiction. And again, I just want to state again that these this conversation is not suitable for younger ears. we got about 10 minutes left with Paul. I want to talk about the healing process. And I know uh, you know we see it more predominantly, obviously, with men than women as far porn addiction, but women are are getting involved in this as well. But for the wife of the husband who's addicted, feeling betrayed, feeling rejected, feeling so many things, sometimes I would imagine with the husband, he's got to go through the process alone. And his marriage is blown up. Maybe he's lost his job. And uh, that's kind of what you had to go through. And uh, I can only imagine how devastating that is. But as you said, they have to focus on their healing. But in an ideal situation, it would be to have the couple... Together in this fight, to yeah. say we're in this together, we're fighting this thing together. So t- create kind of a, a scenario that way, and talk about what's available for a couple who's willing to fight this thing together.
1: Yeah, and how true is it that I think one of Satan's main goals is to destroy marriages yeah. and destroy families, and, and how do you do that by keeping them separated mm-hmm. and not being able to deal through uh, through things together? Uh, so, and we have identified that as such a key part is, is when a husband and wife works together. The husband's recovery works really well, uh, and the wife can go through her own recovery as well because so, so often, Susie, there's women that have their own pain and traumas from the past, and this can really set them off to go down the wrong road themselves too as well. So we've got tremendous resources on our website at Pure Desire. It's just puredesire.org and there's resources for men and for women, uh, but there's our group finders there as well. So guys can go there and look for groups to get plugged into, but so can women. All over um, the country. All over the country, yeah, awesome. but actually it's internationally now as Fantastic. well. It's doing just amazing things with this thing, even in other countries. Hmm. Um, but the women can go there and look for a group, and they're, they're called Betrayal and Beyond groups, uh, and it's, it's our own separate curriculum that we use that they actually go through. They have a workbook and journal, and they do their own homework and uh, understand their husband's addiction, understand what's going on in their brain, uh, but then work on their own healing you know, emotionally and, and psychologically and, and, and work with the other women together to get healing. Mm. Um, and it's just a great process to see them go through it. The The curriculums don't match together and they're really not designed to, um, but they each work together and then they come together afterwards. And, and we have a curriculum called uh, – um, uh, Name I'm is, do you love, remember it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I love it when that happens. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. But it's anyway, on it's, pure it's, desire. It, yeah, it's yeah. on
1: pure It's It's a green book. Yeah. It, it is new, which is why <laughs> it's escaping my head. mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's designed for the man and woman, the husband and wife, mm. to go through together awesome. to deepen their biblical intimacy together mm. uh, once the healing has happened on both sides. So, wow. connected. That's the name of it. There you go. Connected.
0: Very good. You know what's amazing is anything that the enemy tries to throw our way, anything he baits us into, if we can prevail, especially as a couple, and you come through the other side, you're richer, you're stronger, you're wiser, That's you're right. more bulletproof against the enemy. It's just in the battle. It's where we lose heart. That's why, you know, go back to your open verse that you said. I think you need to recite that to us one more yeah, time. Let's
1: stand firm. Let nothing move you. Give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, for you know your labor in him is never done in vain. First Corinthians 15. See, this is
0: what you need to hear sometimes in the battle, when the arrows are coming from every which way, and you think the battle will swallow you whole, because the enemy will not let, have the last say if you don't let him have the right. last say. you got to keep That's fighting, right? right? Wow. Amen. Well, offer some hope to that guy listening today who's just had a private addiction and his family doesn't know, but he lives in a private hell because of yeah. it.
1: Th- there's hope. Get mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're thinking about it today as you're listening to this, or, or the Holy Spirit is tugging at you saying, You've got to tell somebody, well, you should probably listen to that. <laughs> you yeah. should go tell somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you can reach out to me at any time. You know, my, my website is paulzunker.org. It's very easy. All my contact info is there. Uh, my phone is always on, and, and I love talking to guys because that's the first step is there are times where, if when you admit, that secret sin, you can almost immediately uh, feel the freedom from that. You know, it says in James that we're supposed to confess our sins to one another. So what? So we can be healed. Mm. Uh, And and that's a promise God has when we do that confession of that sin that he brings healing to us. And that's how it works. So that first step uh, is is you gotta find somebody, find a brother that you trust, that you love, uh, find your pastor, call me call Susie yeah, right, (laughs) and and, and just say, hey, this is where I'm at and I need Mm. some help. Um, The other steps too is is once that's there, even if it's just on your own at first, uh, Pure Desire does Pure Desire universities all over the country. We have one here at at Grace on the 10th and 11th of November, Uh, but we do them all over the country where it's a great place to come and learn. It's a Friday evening and all day Saturday to learn about sexual addiction and, and what it does and how do you live free? How do you break free from it? But then on the other side, once you're living in sobriety and freedom, how do you stay there? You know, how do you develop healthy living? And it's designed for a husband and wife really to go through together. But the really cool part, we didn't, really didn't touch much on this today, but it's designed for parents to bring their 14, 15-year-old-ish kids on up uh, to come and learn about this stuff too. Because the wow. average age of exposure to pornography is <laughs> seven years old, uh, which is just incredibly, it's it's a, its a mind-blowing stat, seven years old. So if we're not talking to our kids about pornography, somebody is. So this is a great opportunity to, to bring them uh, as well to register. Uh, so uh, you, you
0: bring your teens, you count, go as couples, and you're equipped to understand, better understand sexual addiction, how to break yeah. free, how to stay free.
1: Right. And if yeah. you're a church leader, pastor, church leader, men's ministry pastor, it's a great time to learn how to do these groups at your church too as well. Mm. Even if this is not a struggle you're going through. 100% guarantee you somebody you know is. Uh, so it's a great place to learn about it so you can come alongside of a brother or sister who's struggling as well. So November 10th and 11th at Grace here in EP. Uh, but also if you look at uh, Pure Desire's website, you can see where they're
0: at all over the country yeah, as well. If you're listening from somewhere outside the Twin Cities, there's still one near you, I bet you, that you can find. There we, is. Before we wrap and pray, you know, thinking of that guy I had you talk to um, the enemy works so hard to keep things under wraps because uh, he's afraid to be exposed but right. so he threatens your exposure he threat you'll be exposed and he threatens all the ripple effect and the longer you stay hidden the deeper this thing goes, and the more it hollows out your soul. But he's threatening you because he doesn't want to be exposed. I that's would right. imagine, Paul, for those who come clean and say, "Me too, me too. I have, I have mm-hmm. an addiction too." I bet they just, as hard as it is, I mean, it's the first step to freedom, isn't it? It
1: is. It Disarms it, the enemy, and that's a big movement now. Is you know the Me Too, yeah, And yeah. it's it, it, we as men, I think, need to step up and understand that the, the problem there, you know, sexual assaults, battery, things like that happen because of us as guys. Hmm. So we need to to help. That it's wow. one thing to come alongside of a woman and say, I'm, I'm really sorry for what happened to you. It's another thing to say, I'm going to change the culture and I'm going to help come men on. understand how do I not do this? How do mm-hmm. I break free from those chains that are leading me down that path to become someone who abuses a woman later on? Uh, you want to get off that road. And that's why I'm passionate about it because I let it go too far with me and I ended up hurting someone who was very close, very dear to me. Uh, So the Me Too movement should be a a, a rally cry to men to say no more of this. And I want to be free from this. And if I am free, I want to help other guys break free from it as well.
0: Oh my goodness. I love what you just said because truly it's like it stops with me. It's so easy to separate yourself and go, sorry, what happened to you? Like you said, but to change the culture is to change the appetite and change... Uh, the the tendency to turn towards such things that are right. damaging to everybody. Yep. Wow. Yeah, you know. Paul, thank you so much for what you're doing and just for your boldness in your own story. Cannot even thank you enough for it's just love being here and doing what you're thank doing. You. Yes. Well, let's pray now. And I'm wondering, I'm thinking of that guy. I just, mm. I, I know you're listening today and Jesus loves you so much. I want you to get a vision for a year from now and two years from now of what freedom looks like mm-hmm. and wholeness where you're not hiding. You're not Fractured in your soul. I want you to get a picture of what that looks like because it is possible. I wonder if you'd pray for that man it. today,
1: Father. We we thank you so much for your grace. We thank you that you give us the opportunity to start fresh. Uh, that you no longer hold our sins uh, over us when we come to you. When we find you, uh, Lord, when we become your child, you wipe those away from us. Uh, you give us the power, Father, to, to never go back there again. So, Lord, I thank you for the freedom that you've given me. I pray for men and women who are listening right now, Lord, who, who may be feeling the moving of your Holy Spirit to break free from this stuff, Lord, that you would give them the courage uh, to be able to say something to somebody, Lord, uh, to help them feel your love for them right now, the second, wherever they're at, in their car, at home, wherever, that they can feel you in a way that they've never, ever felt you before, and that they can feel the safety uh, to go talk to someone, Lord, but then that they would experience exponential freedom, uh, because of that, Lord, in a way that only you can deliver. Uh, so in Jesus' name, Father, we ask that you move mightily, uh, that you break the chains of this from our culture, Lord, and we look forward to you coming back for mm. us soon. But until then, Father, may we be faithful, uh, Lord, and may we break our own chains and then do what you command us to go out and find others and help them do the same thing, Father. Mm. It's in your Son's name, Jesus Christ. We pray these things.
0: Mm. Amen. Amen. Paul, I pray you'll come back and talk to us again. Would Thank love you. to. Thank you for the time.
1: You bet. Wow. Hey,
0: powerful conversation today. Well, you've been listening to Live the Promise. I'm Susie Larson. In just a bit, you'll find a podcast of today's program up on our website at myfaithradio.com. Coming up next is my spunky friend, Lisa Bevere. We'll talk about her book, Without Rival, Embrace Your Identity and Purpose in an Age of Confusion and Comparison. Buckle up, because anytime Lisa comes on, well, just buckle up. We'll be back in just a bit.